my my name right now in our podcast chat window is Shadow of the Day, um, which is a great song, right? The shadow of the day will embrace the world in gray, and the sun will set free. Hello, and welcome to Raise a Glass, the podcast where we talk about the stories and storytellers that shape us. My name is Eric Lintola. And I am Hunter Danson. Hunter, what's in your glass tonight? Uh, I have some Old Forester 86 proof bourbon with uh, some honey and hot water. I throat's a little sore and i someone told me that honey and bourbon is supposed to help but i'll find out what's in your glass i have some good old fashioned chocolate milk all right hunter i made it today uh before our conversation with some good old fashioned chocolate syrup and milk and I did it a little bit different than normally. Um, when you make chocolate milk, I'm assuming you have because, you know, everybody has. Do you put the milk in first or the chocolate syrup? Milk. That's what I usually do, too. Today, I put the chocolate syrup in first. And uh, as a way of like, I wasn't going to be able to put the milk in until a little bit later. So I was trying to get a head start on things. Mm. And I was really worried that I was going to have the wrong ratio and, you know, mess everything up. And then, of course, all the chocolate at the bottom. But I'm actually a little bit um, surprised and impressed by myself. Uh, it seems to be just the right amount of chocolate uh, to milk ratio, nice. even though I haven't made a chocolate milk in a while. You have it in a nice mug there, too. Thanks. <clears throat> Feels good. Tastes good. <laughs> well, Hunter... Um, I have something to pour one out for and raise a glass to uh, this week. Um, mm-hmm. Decided that I'm pouring one out for long nails. As oh, in okay. when your child has long nails or when you have long nails. just It's not only uncomfortable. I know mm. some guitarists love long nails. They use that as their way of playing instead of like using a pick. Um, I don't. Uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I know you don't. Um, also, you can get scratched by somebody like your crying child in the face. Right. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just they're not great. But like it. But at this and the flip side of that, um, when once you've cut your nails. For me, it's like putting on a fresh new pair of socks. I feel like a completely new person. <laughs> so that's what I'm raising a glass to. Uh, nail clippers and fresh socks. Um, they can change your entire day uh, in just a few moments. Yeah. It's true. How about you, Hunter? Well, I am pouring one out for internet and uh, long distance calls because mm. we had a bit of uh, technical difficulties getting this uh, recording going because we and we seem to have kind of a delay so uh might be a bit yeah. of an editing challenge but but we're gonna we're gonna work through it 
we we've dealt with it before, so we'll survive. But I'm I'm pouring mm-hmm. one out for that. Um, yeah, we got to figure out a better f- way though. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the nature of online communication. I think it's just buggy. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm raising a glass to the unicycle rider that I saw, unicycle juggler that I saw. Oh wow! Fair. Yes. Oh man. Um, he was riding around at the fair, um, and nobody was paying attention to him. He was riding really? on a unicycle and juggling, and the crowd. Oh come People on! Just nobody was paying to... attention to that. Yeah, they they just wanted to get on the rides and stuff, and he was just like riding around. Um, but I had Wesley, so I made sure that Mes- Wesley looked, and uh, you know we watched him, and he gave us kind of a nod. Um, nice. That's got gotta love that nod. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm raising a glass to him. I I doubt he'll hear this podcast, but <laughs> I salute you, sir. You are very impressive. Um, you've you've shown a lot of dedication to your art. Mm. You know, Hunter. That just reminds me of I think as. I think so often we forget the fact that we're human beings and instead we think of ourselves as human doings where right. we go to a place or some do or enter a space to do something rather than to be there. And like, that's a perfect example to me. Yeah. Right. You're being a human being, being in the space in that fair, taking things in, pointing out things instead of saying we're here to do the things and then leave. And I find myself falling into that trap all of the time. Um, yeah, but it's so it is a trap and it's yeah. it's not what we're about. We're not human yeah. beings. We are human beings, human beings. We are not Dostoevsky's uh, general humans. We are uh, full human beings. Mm. Truth. Actually, um, I'm going to lead right there into to the conversation that I brought bringing to us today. Um, about Lincoln Park. Um, this is a band that I know probably a lot of people know about. Um, they've been around for 22 years or more. And it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, and I, I think they get put into a, a grouping of like rock bands. And that's what they are, I'd say. Um, with Without realizing... Um, if you listen to their music without like really taking time to to hear it, to interact with it, it can seem like another set of 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 rock music or screamo type, you know, right on the edge, right, right at that cusp. Um, mm. They definitely do some screaming. Um, High voltage. Yeah, I like it. Um, but they, I think their their music is actually much deeper than I think people give them credit for. Um, granted I'm bringing them to the fold this conversation not to talk about their entire work of of music their portfolio um, but to talk about a a couple specific albums that have impacted my life Um, and and the first of which is is Minutes to Midnight Um, and and Hunter I'm assuming you know who Linkin Park was 
um, and had listened to some Linkin Park. Had you interacted with this album, Minutes to Midnight? Are these songs new to you? What What was your experience listening to it? Yeah, they are uh, more new than I'd like to admit because uh, we had on our document, we had like a different album or it was just kind of a miscommunication about which albums we were doing. So I was listening to Hybrid mm-hmm. Theory all week. Um, but I did get a chance to listen to some of Minutes to Midnight just before we started recording. Um, and I, I, it was all new to me, the ones that I'd heard. Okay. I'd heard some on, on Hybrid Theory because it, like in the end was playing on the radio a lot uh, when mm-hmm. we were younger. <laughs> but uh yeah so it's it's pretty new to me um okay so you didn't grow up listening to lincoln park outside of the the top you know few hits that might have made it on there of which in the end is is one we will talk about today um but yeah. is also one of the most well-known yeah i pretty much skipped almost all of the popular music that was popular with our generation uh, mm-hmm. because I I grew up listening to my dad's CD collection, which mm-hmm. was CD or a album? Lot. CD. Okay. Yeah, he, he had a lot of CDs. Uh, we, we didn't have a record player, but um, so it was mostly like 60s, 70s, and 80s classic rock and folk music. Um, some blues and other stuff, but uh, with the exception of the Backstreet Boys, um, <laughs> hey, they they can sing. If uh, if you go back and listen, like they have some good harmonies oh, going I, on. There's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they don't. I just think <laughs> it's a funny. Uh, I'm gonna be against all the popular music of today, except the most popular band. Oh uh, well. I don't know the most popular, but yeah. So I I have very little experience with Linkin Park. I I had some exposure just because I had friends with iPods and or radios, and I heard them there. But okay, well that's good. That's a, a kind of exciting to me then um, that I can be the one that pushed you to to listen to some of it and and. Arguably, Hybrid Theory has had more of an impact on my life than Minutes to Midnight. Um, but I'm, Minutes to Midnight as an album is has got a couple songs in particular that have really hit me hard. Um, let me share with you why I decided to bring this. Um, because I am, you know me, um, you know the type of music that I like. And I've you know, <laughs> talked on this about listening to the uh, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack on repeat. Um, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm bringing to you, uh, two albums that have explicit music, um, with, with a lot of swear words. Um, I, I'm not a person that swears. Uh, I I did swear until I was in college. Um, at which point I was like, (laughs) you know, maybe I I can use a couple of words artfully for specific reasons. Um, but even then Mm -hmm. it's still very rare. Um, and I've got a lot of thoughts about that. And all of a sudden, I bring to you this this music riddled with expletives, um, like not one that I'd want my kid to listen to. And very loud. 
and very loud. Yeah. I'm a loud person, but I don't usually like loud music is, is mm. a, uh, a good point there. Um, so why did I bring it? Well, um, my answer to that is, is also tied into my hair right now, which you haven't brought up, but I'm sure you were wondering if you could see it. Yeah, well I did notice why there's like little the... red streaks in my hair. Yeah. And it's kind of spiky. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. Thankfully my hair is unruly at this moment. Um, but both the hair and the, the Lincoln park as a whole are a nod, um, to my brother. So when I was young, my brother passed away. Um, and one of the albums that he loved before he passed away was hybrid theory right, by Lincoln park. Mm. Um, and it was a really big, so he just loved it. And, um, through him, I got to know it. So I got to know that music a little bit. And after he passed away, um, that's one that that's like the band that I still listened to music from. I think my dad used to still buy, he might still like have every album. Um, and of course mm. the lead singer passed away, uh, not too long ago. Uh, but this to me, whenever I hear this music, whenever I think about this music, it reminds me of my brother. And so that's why I wanted to bring it to us today to to talk about. And we'll talk about a few songs. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, Minutes to Midnight and or Hybrid Theory. If there's a song or two that stuck out. To yeah. You. And then I'll share um, a little bit more about mine. Um, but one other thing I wanted to share before before I uh, hear some more of your thoughts, Hunter, is I have only ever heard artists or like people who were part of the creation of an album talk about their album i've never heard like a lay person talk about somebody else's album like on a podcast or in or in a show or even a movie outside of like friends talking whatever hmm. so i'm really interested to see how this goes um because as yeah. we think of stories and storytellers like lingan park to me are, are is a is a band of storytellers. Um, and I am amazed by some of the stories they tell in their music and the way they tell them. Um, so those are just some thoughts for me. What, what do you think? What's your response? What do you think about, uh, the music you did listen to? What, what surprised you or didn't surprise you? I'm, I'm interested to know, um, positives, um, negatives, everything in between. All right. I, I did have a question. Would you, do you think that you would have come to love Lincoln Park as much or explored them as much um, if it hadn't been a part of your brother's life? Or no, I do not. I do not. I think that's a great question. Um, I think just like everybody has things they listen to or got into because a friend, a family member, somebody they love or care mm -hmm. about, like encouraged it to them. Um, this, this to me, I was really young when my brother passed away. And so I don't have a lot of memories. Um, this is almost like a living memory. Um, yeah. In the same way that me playing the Game Boy Color, uh, mm. some Pokemon Blue is, is kind of that type of living memory interacting in many ways with my brother. Um, and it was part of the transition from that being a, I listened to it because my brother listened to it, which I did when, mm -hmm. you know, when he was around and, and um, to something that I listened to 
because I listen to it. Um, and I, I, I haven't listened to all, all of Linkin Park's music. I have, I don't know all of their music. Um, but I will always kind of come back to this. This is kind of on my, mm. just as I'm going through life every so often, I don't know, once or twice a year, maybe I'll come back to, to Linkin Park. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a part of, part of who I am. And I'm very much a person and you'll, you'll kind of catch this tonight as we talk about favorite songs, um, that I'm, I'm driven by feel. It's like, mm. I, when I listen to music, the music that I like, uh, the first level of music I like is the one that makes me feel something. So like, I am mm. a great lover of power ballads. Like you name a, 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 a musical or a movie or, or an album where I know all the music, it is more likely than not that my favorite song or one of my couple favorite songs will be the, one of the main power ballads. Mm. Um, and yet as I dive deeper into getting to know an album and getting to know music and you know a story, really, I that's what I end up focusing more and more on that story. So that's where a music that makes me feel good and makes me want to dance could stop being my favorite you know, music if it's mm. not telling a story that I'm interested in. Yeah, um, I might still dance to it, but it, it won't <laughs> it won't be my favorite. And so, as I've spent so much time in you know these albums and in this this music from Lincoln Park and Need to Breathe, honestly, I'm starting starting to get to that point as well. My transition has been from liking it because it makes it makes me feel something, right? It makes me feel connected to my brother to loving certain pieces of it in particular because of the story that's being told and right. why it's being told and what it's communicating. Mm. Um, and and I'm going to talk about two specific songs um, in particular. Okay. Before I do that, I want to get your thoughts on what connected with you because I don't want to taint them. Um, and I, mm, I want okay. to, you know, see what your experience was. Um, so I, I guess I, I did my serious listening on the lawnmower because, <clears throat> uh, I could have headphones on <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, and blast it on the lawnmower and, um, I had, I liked it more than I thought I would, um, musically. Like I, I knew that yeah. I would, I would enjoy it. Um, I was, I was pretty sure because you're my friend and, and I generally more or less enjoy the things that you, I, I appreciate the things that you appreciate, even if I don't have the same tastes, but, mm -hmm. um, it reminded me of 21 pilots in that okay it is expressing for me at least 21 pilots is expressing like a lot of angst and questions and frustration and i think maybe even to i think lincoln park at least on hybrid theory is really screaming his frustrations and yeah. his struggles um into the microphone and mm -hmm. I'm one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 
I think, I mean, I, I imagine we're going to talk about in the end at some point, but um, definitely it, it, it really is. It really is worth talking about. It's not just a cliche. Um, and the other one that I, I liked a lot was high voltage because okay. he has these, like, it starts out with this sort of interview quotes where he says, uh, how can you put a label on a lifestyle? I mean, it's any, and it's sort of about like the genre that Lincoln park is. He's like, is it rap? Is it rock? Uh, and high voltage is sort of his, like, um, his self realization as an artist, uh, and kind of owning who he is and what he's doing. Uh, and, how you can't really put a label on a lifestyle and genre is how genre is very limited in that way. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Any more, anything else you want to share about high voltage kind of, I wasn't going to bring that up as one of the ones that stuck out to me. So I'd love to hear if you have anything else you want to share about it. Yeah, it's uh as as someone who has can can empathize with the struggle of trying to write music, trying to make something, uh I really feel that song in what he's saying in the sort of uh cuz you really do have to work up a lot of courage and confidence to share your art to to yeah. believe that you've made something worth sharing uh and and high voltage to me is him owning it i like that thank you for sharing that you brought up in the end um we might as well talk about it now there are some okay. songs, and you, you share this, I think. There are some songs that are are given big, ma you know, major popularity um, because they're catchy, but they don't have anything to back it up. <laughs> in the end, is not one of those songs. Yeah, in the end, I think it's one of the best songs of the early two thousands. Um, it definitely had the the you know, it made it. Right, it made it into the, the top billboards. I have no idea where it was at, right. the charts and stuff like that, as far as a single song versus as an album. Um, but the song itself, and this is what I was talking about moving from feeling to the story itself. Mm. Um, this is if you don't know, it's I tried so hard, I got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall, but to lose it all, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Um, anyway, yeah. it dives way deeper than that. I so I've shared a few times on this podcast already. I went to divinity school and really have a passion for um, the interaction of faith in um, in Christianity and and you know Jesus in in lives. And I think that in the end is one of the most theologically rich songs mm. that exists in this world. Um, and. Mm. Every time I hear it and think about it, I, I just think, yeah, that's right. I mean, we've talked about um, 
the book Ecclesiastes, Hunter and I, many a time, um, which is the idea of you know, everything is meaningless. Um, right. And it's true, right? That one of the one of the refrains of the bridge is I put my trust in you, pushed as far as I can go. For all this, there's only one thing you should know. And then it goes to, I tried so hard, got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Mm. Like, that's true. I think that's just a straight up truth. All this vanity and the chasing after the wind. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think it's true is because without God, without a relationship with Jesus, like it is meaningless. Like what are you going to put your hope in and your trust in that can actually earn it? We see this day in, day out with, you know, name your person, name your party, name your movie, name your group, name your whatever. Like, it's not worth putting your trust in them. You can try so hard and get so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And so this to me, I mean, I, I mean, every single line of this song, I just feel like it's just so well written, so well thought out. And for me, Whenever I hear it, not only does it remind me of my brother, and and he liked red. He always wore red. He wore red spikes, you know, in his hair. It's just why the <laughs> reds in my hair. Um, but it also points me back to I could do everything out of my own power, trusting in whatever thing on this earth I want to, and no matter how far I go and how hard I try, it's all going to fall apart. And it doesn't even matter. Hmm. And they communicated this in a song. Um, I I am I'm just I I I think Lincoln Park blew it out of the water in this. I mean, you you could <laughs> you, you you were thinking like you know dust in the wind. I think you said that. All we are is dust in the wind, mm. kind of. Um, right, there's uh, yes. a few songs. They're, 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 those are songs that connect with people because they feel right for where we're at. And yeah, well, I was quoting Ecclesiastes, but uh, oh, okay, ah, okay, yeah, dust, dust yes. in the wind is is does fit thematically as well. It does agree. Uh, <laughs> Dostoevsky in the wind. Uh, <laughs> I think that Lincoln Park diagnosed the problem. They responded to the problem. And then they re-diagnosed the fact that it's still a problem. Mm. Like, life is hard. We're going to try really hard and get really far. And wait, it doesn't really matter in the end. Mm. And I believe they are 100% true in a life that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. That to me, the relationship with him is the only thing that I think can give us any true meaning. Mm -hmm.
only one who will pick us up when we fall, every time we fall. Time is a valuable thing. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. It's, I'm it's not a sure what Linkin Park would think about me uh, saying... Yeah. Right, I mean, it's it's so that that to me is it's the most well known song from this album. It is also, I think, one of the best songs that exists, um, and especially from the the early two thousands. I there's other great music on this 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 album. I really want to focus on one other song uh, on Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, so we we've talked about how great in the end is, but in the end, you chose minutes to midnight to focus on more than than hybrid theory. Why why is that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually I didn't realize so so both the albums we're bringing today, uh, or it looks like they're written in two thousand seven. Or came out in two thousand seven, which I thought was pretty pretty cool. Um, I actually I found that out today. I thought that minutes to midnight was much older. Um, <laughs> it's only fifteen years, not twenty. Uh, only fifteen. <laughs> Start to end, the minutes to midnight is just. It is an album that exists fully in itself. Does that make sense? Hmm. Like it, it open it opens and closes. It, it's like one continuous story in many ways. Um, and I'm not going to try and like dive all these links to everything in between it, whatever. Um, like they, I mean, musically just, it starts with a, an awesome, just musical interlude and like, like an opening without any words. Uh, and like, if that doesn't draw you in, like that's, Shame on yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I I I love. I could talk about many of the songs on this. Like I, I, my my name right now in our podcast chat window is Shadow of the Day, um, which is a great song, right? The shadow of the day will embrace the world in gray, and the sun will set for you. And that's obviously one of the um the power ballads. Uh, mm. What I've done. Oh, man, so good. Um, I mean, Valentine's Day, all these songs I love. But for me, while Hybrid Theory, the primary song, right, in the end is like the one that made it is also the best song and like communicates yeah. the most. Minutes to Midnight, I think for me, Hands Held High is the song. And it is not a well-known song. Like I would put this under like the, I I don't think people know this song very much. Um, let me read some of the lines from it. I'll just start with the, the very kind of the beginning of it. And then I'm going to um, jump to later to the pieces that stick out to me more. And I'm going to say it partially the way they do it, which is much more, they do it much more of a rap. And I am, that is not my <laughs> primary skill set, but. Turn my mic up louder. I gotta say something. Lightweight, step it aside when we come in. Feel it in your chest. The syllables get pumping. People on the street, they panic and start running. Words on loose leaf. Sheet complete coming. 
I jump in my mind and summon the rhyme I'm dumping. Healing the blind, I promise to let the sun in. Sick of the dark ways we march to the drumming. Jump when they tell us that they want to see jumping. That I want to see some fists pumping. Risk something, take back what's yours. Say something that you know they might attack you for because I'm sick of being treated like I have been for. Like a stupid standing for, like what I'm standing for. Like this war is really just a different brand of war. Like it doesn't cater to rich and abandoned poor. Like they understand you in the back of the jet when you can't put gas in your tank. These are laughing their way to the bank and cashing the check, asking you to have some compassion and have some respect for a leader so nervous in an obvious way, shuddering and mumbling for nightly news to replay, and the rest of the world watching at the end of the day in the living room laughing like, what did he say? And then the refrain is, amen, amen. Mm. They, they go on in this, in this same song. They're talking about war. They're talking about um like the opioid epidemic and like you know, like you know, and and drugs like um have to react to get blown into fractions 10 year olds 10 years old something to see another kid my age drugged under a jeep taken and bound and found later under a tree i wonder if he had thought the next one could be me do you see the soldiers that are out today they brush from the dust from bulletproof vests away it's ironic at times like this you pray but a bomb blew the mosque up yesterday. There's bombs in the mm. buses, bikes, roads, inside your market, your shops, your clothes. My dad, he's got a lot of fear, I know, but enough pride inside not to let that show. My brother had a book he would hold with pride, a little red cover with a broken spine. On the back, he hand wrote a quote inside. When the rich wage war, it's the poor who die. Meanwhile, the leader just talks away, stuttering and mumbling for nightly news to replay. The rest of the world watching at the end of the day, both scared and angry, like, what did he say? And then it goes back to Amen. That mm. piece right there is just. I have spent time listening to this song on repeat. Um, I have spent time crying in this song. I have spent time reflecting <laughs> on this song. I've spent time thinking about you know, that line where it says, it's ironic at times like this you pray, but a bomb blew the mosque up yesterday. 2007 yeah it it feels like it's more accurate today than it ever has been and yet it will always feel that way Mm. because they have pointed out where the world is at and have brought together these what can be seen as you know i don't different types of tragedies um and and have meshed them together in this incredible like rap where the then the refrain is amen and and it ends with with hands held high and then there's all these piece pieces up that they kind of respond or they, they respond as the ocean ups opens up to swallow you with hands held high and, and i think it again, I think it does something similar to in the end. It it hits a truth and diagnoses a problem in a way that I can't see anybody disagreeing with. And if they do, like you know, it'll probably be because oh no, the the leaders are doing a great job type thing. Um, there'll be some type of bogus, you know, random thing. Um, How has this song? shaped you because you talk about what it does 
but how how has it impacted you personally i think it's caused me to pause somewhat regularly whenever i hear it it has i think this song um and especially as an embodiment for other music within Lincoln Park and has, has also challenged me to see the way that God is at work in the world through the questions we're asking and the songs we write. I, I am not of the opinion that you need to listen to Christian music if you're a Christian. And this is one of those songs that hits it for me. Um, Mm. Nor do you have to listen to PG or G rated music all the time. Mm -hmm. Because we live in a world full of complex situations, full of catastrophe, full of terrible, sinful, horrible things. And we have the refrain of amen, especially as Christians that can go through it all. And it's used in this song is in a beautiful way. It's used as a beautiful way. And I, and I, I kind of let it wash over me whenever I hear it. And I do not think anybody in Lincoln Park is Christian. Maybe they are. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Um, and you know, whatever Google says or Wikipedia says, isn't necessarily tree true. I know I said tree. Um, <laughs> for me, when I'm listening to the song and I hear, in the midst of, hey, this is all that's happening. And then, amen. I'm just, I guess I was thinking of saying, it's like, I let it wash over me. Because I know God's at work. And even in the midst of all that, where it might not seem like God is working, hmm. I know that God is. And I take comfort and confidence in that, take joy in that. And I use it as an anthem for what can I be doing and how can I be responding in light of this? Hmm. And I ha- I work in a space that, yes, has a Christian background, but is a multi, the, ne- the necessary part of my job is it's very multi-religious. And being able to hold on to that refrain Hmm. in the midst of knowing that, and and this is kind of me thinking now in light of my current job, that the people I'm interacting with have come from pretty much any and all lines of this song. Um, As far as bombings, as far as, you know, you name it. Um, and, and I, I, and, and so many of them hold on to their faith and hold on to that same, same refrain of Amen. Uh, I, 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 the more I've spent time listening to this song, the more it has impacted me. And I, that's not always the case. Sometimes you can get, dive into a song and dive and dive and dive. And then all of a sudden it's like, Okay, you've listened to it too much. I don't think I could listen to this song too much. Um, and and like I said, sometimes yeah. I'll listen to it and I'll cry. Sometimes I'll listen to it and I'll just soak it in. Sometimes I'll listen to it and just keep going on with my life. 
and replay it. So, I mean, you heard me that that is probably the closest I've I've ever come to. You know, I don't. Well, I pretend to 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 wrap it with with them when when uh, they're <laughs> they're going through it. But like, I know the song better than I know the Hamilton musical. Oh yeah, that's that's really saying something. Yeah. Um that that's me. I It's it's another song I absolutely love from Linkin Park is called Castle of Glass. And this is another more well-known song. So I'm talking about two kind of lesser-known songs. Um and one maybe one two really well-known songs, sorry, and one lesser-known song. Um mm. And Castle of Glass is, is just another one I'd recommend for you to listen to. I'd recommend to anybody to listen to it. It's definitely more appropriate. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it, and it starts with, you know, take me down to the river bend. Take me down to the fighting end. Wash the poison from off my skin. Show me how to be whole again. Cause I'm only a crack in this castle of glass. Hardly anything there for you to see. For you to see. Was this the first time you'd ever heard this song? Or had you listened to it before? It was. It was the first time. Okay, what? I... uh... I don't. I feel. I don't feel like I often get to get your first takes on something <laughs> that I love. Love. Um, it was. Give it to me. It was really nice because <laughs> it's funny when you're listening to Lincoln Park because you don't know if you're gonna get uh, screaming and like really loud and which you know which is has its purpose. Or you're gonna get mm-hmm. these these more gentle songs with some really nice lyrics, and um, I really enjoyed Castle of Glass because I I think I I listened to the whole album. Uh, I looked up what album it was on. I listened to the album, and um, it was really dreamlike. Mm. and the chorus i i'm really i'm not exactly sure what he's talking about but at the same time i can i can sort of i can still apply it to what i'm going through in my experience like i'm only a crack in this castle of glass uh and hardly anything there for you to see. And I, I don't know, I just thought about, I mean, this was written in 2000, came out in 2012, um, which I guess this Facebook was big then. Um, but I just think about like this sort of weird um, disjointed experience of being a digital 
person. And mm. I feel like a crack in a castle of glass when I'm on Twitter, when I look mm. at my profile on Twitter, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> I'm just a crack in this castle of glass. And I have no idea if that is what he was thinking about when he wrote the song, but that's, that's what it makes me think about. Um, I, I, tell me if I'm way off. <laughs> um, No, I, I think you're on it. I, I think you're on it. I When I've heard it, I've thought about a lot of different things. And I think that you did a really good job of, of really introing that of you don't know what you're getting with Linkin Park. And it's because their albums are full of so many things, right? It, you brought that up at the very beginning. Like they, you can't define them in one way. And yes, they do rap. They do scream. They do um, high, voltage. Uh, high voltage. They also have this beautiful, like, soothing like music it's mm. and each piece of it will i didn't talk about any of the screaming pieces of it of some of their which is probably a miss because i think there's so much so much so much to that music as well so it's it's just a joy i i have i started listening to it like i said because it was something my brother listened to. And then it was a way of holding on to a relationship with my brother after he passed away. And, and now even this conversation is making me want to listen to more and more of their music. Um, and there's also just a beauty of, they're not a four chord. Most of their songs are not four chord. Like anybody can play at an acoustic guitar type music. They're playing like complicated riffs and, like intricate melodies. Hmm. And that's something that at the time they were writing, especially in the early 2000s, that was not the go-to piece. <laughs> right, I love Green Day. I love Mink 182. <laughs> I love you know, a lot of these groups. Like they, they, they weren't known for like Smash Mouth. I like Smash Mouth. Like they're not known for like musical music musicality right they're they're known for like how can you take your four chords and then you know they, they create hits um uh -huh. and i think lincoln park is doing something different um how can you put a lab label on a lifestyle i mean <laughs> i'm really glad we got to talk about lincoln park i yeah i wasn't sure how a conversation about an artist Right, or a band would go. Um, yeah. And and I've shared this before that like the way my brain work isn't to remember everything. And so I, I don't, unfortunately, like, tying names of, of, of artists with bands and songs is just never a, a skill set I've ever had. Um, but I'm so grateful to Lincoln Park. Um, I definitely was sad and, and mourned with, with the band and um, their lead singer died. Um, mm. And... Um, and I will, throughout my life, continue to come back to, to this song, which I'm going to leave, leave us with uh, today, unless you have anything else you want to share. Uh, well, there's one thing. When I was looking up the songs uh, just on YouTube, 
there were a lot of comments about how listening to Linkin Park kept the commenter from killing themselves or, um, mm. you know, helped them through really difficult times in their lives But you know, for people of all, all ages. Um, mm-hmm. And I think going back to how Lincoln Park kind of reminded me of 21 pilots and that he's, you know, expressing his, his questions and his frustrations. And, um, that is really valuable. And, oh yeah, you know, we, we talk about Ecclesiastes a lot. And for me, when I am struggling with the, with the tra- struggling on the, the trackless sea of life uh, and, and trying to find which direction I should go and not knowing exactly what to do. When I read Ecclesiastes, it is medicine. Uh, hmm. you, you'd think it would be despairing to say, yeah. All, all is vanity, a chasing after the wind. Everything is vanity. Absolute futility, says the teacher. But it, it, it's calming in a way to know that in the end, it doesn't even matter. Um, and and it, it is a gift to be able to enjoy life. And, uh, you know, when you're in that kind of funk, it's, it is, it really is medicine to hear someone else going through the same thing. And I think mm-hmm. with Lincoln Park in particular, expressing it in such a, yes, it's such a loud and powerful, he just throws his punches as hard as he possibly can. And that's, I think that's, that's yeah. what you need. That that's what I need when I'm in those spaces. It's just to, to throw those punches and mm-hmm. and uh, not be not feel trapped. Yeah, you 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 hit it. I we it comes back to being a human being versus a human doing. Right? Right. So often we want to try and do something to make ourselves feel better. Like, what is it that we can do? What is it that I can do at this moment? Um. Mm-hmm. When in reality, often being able to be with others in a certain, in the same situation or a similar situation, it can, it can wash over you and give you hope and encouragement and, um, make your world not just you. Right. And I don't scream often. Having songs that can scream for me or that I can scream alongside hmm. is really helpful. And then being like bringing down, bringing me back down to a space to reflect. That's really helpful. I don't scream often, but when I do, 
Uh, Andre, before I close this out, I want I, I threw one thing, other thing at you last week um, after we finished our episode. Uh, I sent you a, uh, a recording of Sound of Silence by Disturbed. Um, <laughs> and I don't listen to a lot of Disturbed music, um, but I love their cover of Sound of Silence. And I love Simon and Garfunkel. Did you get a chance to listen to that? I did. What did you think? Um, it was good. It it's not quite my style, uh, so I you yeah. know I still prefer the original, but I can appreciate what they did with the song and the way that they expressed it. And the music video is really good too. Um, mm. This sort of post-apocalyptic landscape. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, really metal imagery and it really fits uh i was because you sent me that i just was listening to sound of silence that cover and also the original just over and over Mm -hmm. because Mm. the sound of silence is an immortal song it is oh yeah you know i saw ten thousand people maybe more talking without speaking we will talk about Simon and Garfunkel. We will talk about Sign of Silence. It is it is my favorite song of Simon and Garfunkel's, like without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I I I appreciate you you sharing sharing your thoughts on that. Um, I think rock heavy metal especially can get really bad. Um, you either love it or you hate it is kind of the language that people <laughs> give. Um, and for people yeah. that don't like it, and and with rap too, the, the people that don't like rap, they're just throw it all in the, the same cart and throw it out. And I, that is missing so much. You miss out on so much. And I'm not saying you have yeah. to love every piece of rap, every piece of rock, but saying you're not going to listen to something because it's of a specific genre. That's just, you are, you are putting yourself in a smaller world and missing out on pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah, Disturbed can bring something to Sound of Silence that Simon and Garfunkel can't. And Simon and Garfunkel can bring something to Sound of Silence that Disturbed can't. And without without Simon and Garfunkel, there would be no Sound of Silence, obviously, at least that specific right. song. Um, but again, it's just... It's, there's so much beautiful music out there, and there's so much yet to for me to learn about and, and dive into. Um, but let me yeah. let me uh, lead us out with uh, a beautiful opening refrain um, that we'll use as a uh, as a reminder of in the midst of all the greatest challenges. Um, you can say amen. I mean, you just, you just hear the way it opens too, right? It oh, opens yeah. as an anthem. It opens like with the feel of like a, an organ almost. And yeah. Drums. 